This episode of Hood and Holistic Podcast is brought to you by the Chasing Real Estate Group. It's a black-owned real estate company headquartered in Houston, Texas, that empowers individuals to build wealth through strategic real estate and business ownership. Their team assists in residential, commercial, luxury, and land. They personally give back by donating their time and by giving back to young adults ages 14 to 28 by educating them on mindset, wealth building, and personal mission. They believe a home is not just where you live, it's where you create, grow, love, and build. So don't just follow your dreams, chase them with the Chasing Real Estate Group. Their website is chasingrealestate.com. You can also find them on Instagram, the Chasing Real Estate Group, Facebook, the Chasing Real Estate Group at Keller Williams, or you can find Chase Sloan on LinkedIn. That's C-H-A-S-E, last name S-L-O-A-N. Like the sage while I roll a tree. We like a veggie bowl with collard greens. Good healing with transparency. Southern slang and some gold teeth. Too deep, it's just you and me. Connecting millions on this frequency. Hood and holistic for your energy. Hood and holistic for your energy. Here we go. It's your girl Ash. Oh, you're not gonna. Girl, this wasn't no damn do it. <laughs> you knew that. You like to play. You knew it wasn't no do it. We was giving you the flow. We was giving you the mic. Give me the flow. Never been the... you out. <laughs> Good morning. Yo, Nobody yo. wants to hear that. What's going on? Nobody turn on hood and holistic to hear you rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. Another one of Hood and Holistic Podcast. Yes, I'm Ash. Sir. And I'm Court. And we in this thing. We here. And we're queer. And you already should know. This is episode 64. 64. Of Hood and Holistic Podcast. Give yourself a round of applause for coming back today. Give yourself a round of applause. Oh. Thank y'all, thank y'all so much for tapping in, tuning in with us every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hey, love Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, hey. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because hey, I don't know when these, I don't know when these people <laughs> tapping in. I know y'all definitely be tapping in on Mondays though. Yeah, I definitely tap in on Mondays, and you love to see it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but this is a back to back. Uh oh. Let's talk about it. This is Uh-oh. a back-to-back. Yeah. Okay. Ain't no more bi-weekly bi- pods from us. Oh, so you putting it in concrete by saying it. Hold me to it, Ash. Be my accountability partner. That's what I am. Your life accountability partner. Shout out to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Stitcher. Google Play, Anchor, wherever you tapped in, wherever you listening. Did we mention SoundCloud? 
If you're watching us on Patreon, if you checked in checked into the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Ash and Court. Go check us out on there. Shout out to our latest patron, Jade. Thank you, Jade. Thank you so much, Jade. For signing up on our Patreon. Absolutely. Also, thank you to everybody who purchased our buckets on wearehoodandholistic.com for the pre-sale. We appreciate you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, How to support the pod. So different ways you can support the podcast. Leave us a rating or drop us a review. Wherever you're listening, um, whether that's Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, you can subscribe to us. You can like. You can leave us a review. Um, we also have a Cash App, Hood X Holistic Cash App. You can leave us a little love donation. Yes. Um, like Ash mentioned, we do have a website for Hood and Holistic. It's wearehoodxholistic.com. Now, y'all can go on that website and actually create a profile. We're trying to start community discussions on there so we could all have like a forum, like a Facebook yes. um, type group you can thing go on, on there the actual right website now. and sign up. And sign up. Yeah. I have a, I'm only going to do one review because this one's kind of lengthy, but I am going to try to make it short. But this one is by Debria09. Tap, tap, tapping in. So I was having myself not so many marathon of the podcast on my way to Houston, a 13-hour trip, when I put two and two together and thought there's no better time to leave a review. You ladies are so inspirational and your words feed my soul. So much of what I create now is in a part influenced by the wisdom I gain from y'all. And honestly, just having that representation as black lesbians specifically is such a blessing. I don't know if you realize it, but you're playing such a huge part in reclaiming our identity as a whole because so many people try to control our narrative, dehumanize and erase us. Thank you for stepping out of faith, taking up space, and providing such exceptional content. And I'll stop it right there. Yes. <laughs> but Who was that? This is Debria09. Thank you, Debria. That was lovely. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, what's interesting about this interview is that this is somebody that we've ran around with, like, social circles. We've seen a lot, but we haven't just connected on that level. And so one of the first things that they told us was, like, I'm so proud of y'all. I love watching y'all. And so, and she said, you know, you might not hear it a lot. Yeah, if nobody tells you this. Yeah, people don't say that all the time. So it's one thing to, like, feel like we're inspiring people, but it's another thing when y'all let us know that, you know, y'all are, like, Y'all appreciate what we do. And we get a lot of love. Don't yeah, don't do. get that we twisted. Do. But just that specific, like, this is necessary. I needed this. Thank you. It's like, wow. You know. So yeah. we're doing our job with the pod. Yeah. That that felt good. Yeah. So, so, baby. Yes. How are you feeling today? I am. I feel great. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day. I feel like we are being very productive on a day-to-day, but at the same time, keeping our balance and making sure that we are resting when we need to rest and um, just putting things away when need to. So I feel very secure and I feel just balanced. Good. Yeah, I feel solid. Good. So, baby, mm-hmm. how you feeling, mind, body, and spirit? Mind, body, and spirit, I'm in a good place. I think... Um I'm in a position where I can sit and take in a lot of things where it used to be a lot of me giving out 
a lot of things. Okay. And so uh, understanding that that is changing for me. Um, when you say you don't want any more friends, you want more mentors, you want more business partners, you want mm-hmm. more people in your life that can help you go to the next level. I feel very appreciative appreciative to be in that space yeah. and be receiving so much. You know, it's yeah. a lot. It's easy for us to get on here and talk. It's very hard to stop and listen. And so I think that's the level that I'm at. And it feels good to, like, be a student again. Yes. Yeah. So I'm enjoying that. That's good. Yes. So let's get into some hot topics, some things that's been going around uh, this week, I guess. Because it ain't been two weeks. It's been one week. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of the same same things uh, going on in the news. With the with the recent murders of Raya Milton and Dominique Fields, um, two trans women that were murdered this past week, bringing the total to I believe fourteen this year. Um, as we know, Black trans women are, I believe, their um, life expectancy is thirty five, mm. and so they're not even expected to live long. And what's crazy is they're not dying from natural causes; they're dying at the hands of other Black people. And um, I think that's unfortunate. I feel like um, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, and we need to definitely make sure our trans sisters are in the conversation or at the forefront of the conversation because without them right. you know we don't have the platform to speak for our exactly. part of no the LGBTQ pride. exactly so I think it's important to always highlight um, the murders of these women to make sure that we are not misgendering them that th- we are also saying their name as well um, and so I just wanted to bring those two up so that if you're not familiar with them, you could get familiar. You could find where you could donate. Make sure y'all donating to reputable uh, organizations and people. Make sure it's real people, because um, some people are out here scamming. Okay, <laughs> definitely. So be careful with scamming that. Scamming is not a hustle. Uh, <sighs> next, we have Trump ending transgender health care. Yes, that was that's very recent. And. I don't even like saying his name. I can't believe I just actually said. We'll bleep it out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel like this is something that he has been very consistent and persistent about from the very, like, beginning of, mm-hmm. like, targeting transgender people. Mm-hmm. He started with transgender in the military, um, you know, putting the pause on what they could do as far as healthcare in the military. Mm-hmm. And now he has said that he's ending the healthcare uh, for transgender people. And I think, you know, it's a lot of energy harvesting going on. Just the Absolutely. fact that the Trump rally is being held in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Juneteenth. On, on Juneteenth. Um, even though, you know, Juneteenth kind of has its roots in Texas, if people don't know that, um, Juneteenth is the day that uh black slaves in texas learned that they were freed two years prior uh to the day so mm-hmm. even still to have something as uh sinister as the republican whatever the hell they uh convention yeah the republican convention on a day in which so many people lost their lives you know is like it's disgusting bro what's really going on so we have to be mindful of that but just know you know maybe we could get something going for funds for um trans people to receive their medicine Mm. and um the proper health care that they need if you're a trans person and you listen to our podcast tap in reach out to us um let's see what we can do for you organize for you um trans women i know we have 
trans women as friends and trans men as friends. So y'all don't hesitate to hit us up if y'all know somebody um, that may be in need of their hormones or mm-hmm. their testosterone, you know, whatever. You also, know. being the voice on our podcast because we have not done uh, episodes specifically towards uh, that is because we can't speak from you know a transgender person, right. like. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you would like to come on and educate us and are serious about very serious about who you are and what you do because we've had contact with people that just i don't know what's going on with that but yeah yeah Yeah. if you feel comfortable enough um speaking with us please come speak with us we would love that so we started watching a show so hbo max (laughs) if it wasn't for the playstation i wouldn't even be able to get it because my tv can't get it thought that was trash um and it's called legendary not sure if y'all familiar. So we watched Legendary, and Court was trying to cut it off probably about immediately ten minutes in, into the show. Um, seeing some things I didn't like. Seeing some things that she didn't like. Uh, when we think of ballroom, you know, in the Kiki scene, we think of it being very raw, very black. Um, <laughs> very know, black, very black, and brown, and no brown, shade. black and brown, some and, shade for sure. Uh, and and it was just not that. It was a lot of straight women. It was a lot of cis women, which was weird. Um, and I don't know what what it was, but I wanted to keep watching because I was like, what is going on? Like what am I? They gentrified at? barroom. That's how I feel. So y'all go check it out. They definitely that is exactly what. Happened. And tell me if I'm tripping because sometimes I am, a, I'm guilty of you know. And I said this the other day mm-hmm. that I pigeonholed myself a little bit. Maybe the barroom seemed look different from when I was, you know. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, maybe it's it's like it's worldwide now. So right. You have um, families that's in like Korea. With a, you know, doing ballroom. So that's just kind of what I thought. They was bringing everybody together and was putting on a show. But the part that I was like, okay, Corey, we can really go ahead and, and cut this off. Was when the first winners were the cis white women. And I thought that was weird because they didn't eat like that. You know, you had people, <laughs> you had people coming out there that was doing Front flips, back flips, spins, shablams, shawams, and all of that. And they just came out there and did some little hand, you know, some voguing with the hands, you know. And I was just like, what? So the outfits were cute. The outfits were really nice. They were very polished. The makeup, the hair, the everything, yes. But far as in just feeling that rawness where you feel it like in your spirit, like where it moves you, no. So at that point, I was like, yeah, we can definitely cut it off because I don't know what that was about. So this show is a pay. Oh um, let me see what else we got. <laughs> Billy Porter addresses the black community in a rant. Um, very, very layered rant. But the part that everybody kind of sh- stuck on was the fact that he said black people act like when we fighting for our rights, we are forgetting the fact that we black, and we're not. This is something that needs to be repeated over and over and over again. If we're talking about black lives, if we're talking about black lives matter, we are talking about everybody that is black, Mm -hmm. period. 
If you are Afro-Latina, we're talking about how you are treated in your home country. You may not be accepted. You may be looked at differently because you're a little dark. Your skin is a little kinky. When we talk about Black Lives Matter, we're talking about you. We're talking about the thugs. We're talking about the felons. We're talking about everybody. You know what I'm saying? And we're not discriminating against LGBTQ people out here. I hope not. You know, I saw a couple of my Facebook friends feeling the way because people was posting stuff about pride as if we don't live our lives on both sides of the spectrum. Like, we know different because we're queer. We're black as well. So I think that needs to be repeated and shouted from the mountaintops until black cis people, men specifically, get that, period. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the episode. Black ownership and wealth building in our community. So we took it upon ourselves to really get everything that we have trademarked. This is not something we start off doing like in the beginning because you don't even know how far your brand is going to go. You just like doing it from the heart, doing it because this is what you love to do, not even realizing like, hey, this is really dope and can really become something like bigger than you. Anything that you want to put your stamp on and sell, Mm -hmm. make sure that you own the name. So the, this episode is pretty much about ownership. Um, we have a real estate agent, Chase Sloan, who's going to come on here and talk about how how to go about the home buying process, thing to look for, how to become an investor once you are, you know, familiar with the process. But us in particular, um, we've had brands that, you know, were ideas at one point that we didn't think it was going to be serious. Right. Um, the one thing that we did start taking serious is the, as the the, the business the, part. the business aspect like okay down the line which you know maybe two or three years ago we didn't think hooding holistic would, would even be where it's at right now right but the name itself we knew it was catchy so we went about trademarking it um it's a process to get things trademarked if you don't know it can take uh you know like 10 months maybe a year depending. maybe a year for us it took a year and some yeah. change so you have to go about the process to make sure that the business aspect is right. You can't just slap a name on the shirt and sell it and think you can make money from it. it somebody might own it. Mm-hmm. So this is how, you know, we came into this situation with someone who actually had a similar name, um, but it wasn't the same. It was just and yeah. she had let her trademark go. Um, she wasn't using it, so it became inactive. But I think once she Googled her name, I, we started coming up. And so she immediately started contacting us. We already had the trademark. It was live, but it was up for opposition. She ended up opposing it, um, which led to a process, you know, which could drag out until 2021. Um, Some things happened behind the scenes to where that was squashed. And she actually rescinded her opposition, which was great for us. But then another brand comes up with with the exact same name as ours and so we had to reach out and let them know hey this is trademarked mm-hmm. you know and at first they were a little they were yeah slow to respond very slow they was respond. like y'all don't own this slogan and da, 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 da. but i think they had to go about doing their research like we're encouraging you to do your research if you're creating a brand right um just have all your ducks in a row right right to make sure that you can you can secure your brands I think the main part, too, with that is not trying to really gain, like, profit. Because once you start your business, you have to know that 
probably 100% of anything that you make is going to go back into the business. Yeah. So instead of trying to buy things with the money that you are getting in, mm-hmm. Start like actually getting your trademark and getting you, you know, getting your website, you know, getting your website and uh, your packaging and just your marketing and everything that goes into really building something where people see it and they respect your brand and they know like, oh, you're just not trying to get a dollar. Yeah, this is something you have established. This is your life. Yes. And that's one thing that we was like very adamant about. If we're going to take this serious and we're going to actually make it a thing, let's go ahead and get that paperwork together so that we can send out them cease and desist, honey. We're not arguing over Instagram <laughs> posts no more. Yeah, we're not that's, doing that's it. Done. Although I now do be feeling we, it in my spirit. Now we're sending cease and we rebuke that spirit. Now we're sending <laughs> cease and desist letters to your door. Leave us alone. I would encourage y'all to do the same. But as we're expanding as people, as we're expanding as entrepreneurs, we are realizing that our dreams and desires are expanding as well. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we've always wanted a dream home. We always wanted land in our home yeah, city, which is Houston. Um, and we always saw ourselves like settling down there, maybe two, three kids. Who knows? Maybe a dog or two, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to be where we grew up, you know. be around our family once we get older and start living our nomadic lives but we don't have the slight bit not the not the slightest of clues on what we need to be homeowners this is true that might sound weird but we never seen ourselves as homeowners what we want and you (laughs) know what I don't I'm pretty sure y'all have watched like tiny living on tv container living and you like oh she a nurse and he a painter and they went and got this. No, they usually be like, <laughs> one is a rock collector <laughs> and the guy is a mountain climber. Right. And they bring in <laughs> yeah. $1.2 but they want to live in 200 square feet for the next five right. years. Yeah. And it's like, and then they make it seem so easy. Like, you know, but they don't say like, oh, this land, actually their parents own 50 acres. And so you could just go and build whatever the hell you want to build on this land because, you know, it's yeah, it's, you're not going to it's not the process of like going in actually buying the land. Right. You may have to take out a loan for the land, which means you have to qualify for the loan first. And so what we wanted to do was sit down and talk to a professional who could help, you know, with tips that you need Mm -hmm. tips that you should definitely break out your pen and paper for i'm just saying um for the home buying process and this is also someone who has given us great resources as far as contacting them and uh the different organizations that they are a part of um with wealth building and teaching us about wealth within our community Yes. And it's great because they happen to be a black lesbian from Houston, Texas, baby. Yes, we love to see it. We're going to get into the interview with Chase. And she's going to tell us a little bit about home ownership. So, welcome to Hood and Holistic Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're happy to bring you on. Yes, yes. Courtney yeah. is over here smiling. Yeah, man. This is cool. <laughs> this is cool. Too. If we could see each other, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, monumental. 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. So Chase, tell the people a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got into real estate and all of that. Awesome. Well, my name's Chase. I'm a Libra. I'm seven I'm thirty years old. <laughs> yes. But uh, but no, I am a Libra and I love it, Libra Gang. And I'm from Houston. I'm thirty seven. I've been uh selling real estate for ten years. So I actually got into real estate when I was twenty seven and I tell people all the time that it wasn't this uh, you know, euphoric moment when I realized that uh, I could change the world through real estate. I was actually bartending at the time and then I was working at the Galleria Mall uh-huh. and they cut my hours and my commission and I, I was just about over it yeah. um, and uh, and I was working like I said bartending and it was the same thing you know if you get a bad section or whatever the case may be and I remember a good friend at the time and this is like when um, Million Dollar Listing and all those shows were coming out yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, she was like you know you can sell houses yeah, I was like, I, I could. You know, yeah, I, you know, I could sell houses, and so I just, I just put it down. I wrote it down as a goal. I was like, I'm gonna for New Year's, I was gonna get my real estate license, and um, so I took classes, and then a couple months later, like I said, they cut my commission, and I was one, and I was a top salesperson at the store I was at, right. and I was a firm believer that uh, if I'm, if I'm the best and my money gets cut, then I might as well just sit back here and fold t-shirts. Right. Exactly. And so, um, so at that point I realized that I didn't want to be in a place where other people were in control of the amount of income Mm -hmm. that I could make. I wanted my, my success and my failures. Like I wanted to be able to own it. Like, okay, if I, if I have a bad month, that's on me. If I have a great month, that's on me. But I didn't want it to be because somebody else was sitting in the room saying, we don't have no hours for you yeah. this week or, uh, you know, any of that other foolishness. So I got right. in real estate. I jumped in full time. Um, like I said, I've been doing it for about 10 years. Um, I got into real estate at the last uh, uh, economic little crisis. And I, I just said, man, if I can make it during this time, then I should be good to go. Right. It's proven to be true. Yeah. Look at you. Look okay. At you. How many people would you say you put in a home? Oh, we've helped over a hundred people. Wow. Um, we, uh, I'm, and I'm so grateful for that because even if it's not just in Houston, I mean, we, our team is is national, and so uh, you know that's in other cities too. We've been able to help them and connect them and, and to put them into real estate, and um, and not only that, uh, I'm, I'm very big on giving back, and so I've educated over uh, 400 young adult ages yes. uh, from 14 to. 28 on how to go about building wealth and investments that um i really started getting convicted that real estate was our gap our mm. gap that we don't own we don't own we don't own we don't own where we live wow. um, and uh and so not only have i been able to help people tangibly acquire real estate and start businesses i've been able to inspire the next generation so they start thinking right, differently because right. i believe that people grow into the conversations around them. So if you're not talking about it, then how can they imitate it? Right. right. That's beautiful. So if someone was listening and wanted to uh, take any lessons or classes that you have, how may they go by doing that? Um, that's a great question. So you can connect with me online at Facebook, um, Chase Sloan on Instagram, the Chasing Real Estate Group. 
Yeah, most of my classes, uh, especially the ones I'm speaking of that teach uh, economic empowerment, mm-hmm. it's through a course called Quantum Leap. Yes, and you can go to kwkc.org. It's a nonprofit organization. Okay. Uh, play around on there, find an event. You can search my name. And I usually do one once a quarter. Um, okay. And so, yeah, but definitely always connect with me. I'm posting it online. That's so interesting. So if, if you could, like, give us some, like, bullet points on what you teach in that like what what are the things that you offer in that class because that's not about real estate that's something different right right absolutely um the class is really about um developing a personal mission and getting clarity on you know whose life are you leading and how do you know it's the first question that i ask the students um because i believe that you know we are the choices that we make and it's a class on accountability and personal accountability we remove the opportunity to play the victim mm. um, or you know say things like well I didn't know and no one taught me mm, but we start nice. the journey from um, you know defining who are you and, and asking that question and then finding out you know who do you need to be around to help you reach your goals and then you know, what will your money do once you reach those goals? So I think a lot of times we start off backwards. We want to mm. start with the community. We want to change the world. Look. And our house isn't in order. Right. Um, that is, I see it all the time. Real. You know what I'm saying? You got people want to give you marriage advice and ain't dating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Stuff. You ain't got no and, um, <laughs> and so, so Quantum Leap, it goes through that. It goes through developing a personal mission because the reality is that, uh, until you know why you're here, you'll never have enough money. Because money is good for the good it can do. And if you don't know what you're here to do, then what are you doing? Like, it Come just, it, just it, it doesn't matter. And then we okay. carry that into understanding uh, finances, understanding the way money works, and understanding investments. Yes. And um, I believe that wealth is passively funding your perfect life. There so, you, you know, if your monthly expenses are... I don't know, $5,000 a month, mm-hmm. you know, what do you need to do to where you have that mailbox money coming in to where you don't yeah. have to work for it? So that way you can do what you would do if Absolutely. you didn't have to go to work, right? We, we yeah. literally um, just talked about this last night. We That's did. so crazy. Yeah. We was literally just talking about this last night. And I was like, Ash, we got to get out of that. Because I think even even with the notion of like how much money you make, it's a survival thing. Do I have enough money to survive? Can I get by? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, we're mm-hmm. not at that point in life no more where it's about us getting by or what mm-hmm. we need to survive. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. something more than that. You know what I mean? Now we get to play with the ideas that we have because they can bring in their mailbox money. We've seen it. We've done it. Yeah. Like We just need to see how to get it to more people versus how to start Absolutely. it. You get what I'm saying? Right. So this is so crazy because we just had this conversation. A lot of times we talk about making more money and then uh, with more money comes more expenses. And so, yeah, you've got a person and they've got a great job and they're making six figures or whatever the the, the mark is. And then their expenses are just as much. And I used to say, you know, you got these people and they're out playing golf at 11 o'clock. How? Because it's because, you know, they got 10 rental properties that pay them. They've Mm -hmm. got investments into other companies that pay them. I mean, they've they've funded their life before they even wake up. So, you know, all they have to do is pretty much check in with the team that they've built, the Mm -hmm. business that they built, and let everything else take care of itself. So if we can can understand that and how to build horizontal wealth to where 
you know, okay, uh, this company generates X amount of money, this generates X amount of money, we're good to do whatever else we need to do. And that's what I want to get us as a community to understand, that it's bigger than just your paycheck. You know, what's your net worth? I love it. I love it. So obviously we know that you're, you sell real estate, but from the sounds of it, it, it sounds like you buy it up too. So are you, do you invest in real estate yourself? I do. So, um, you know, real estate's cool because it's the only legal inside trading job that you look, have, right? Look, if, mm. if we were anywhere else, uh, I wouldn't be able to buy the deals that I see look. because I know about them. And okay. so in 2018, um, my family and I, uh, we started uh, investing and flipping real estate. Yes. And we kind of focused in Third Ward, Texas. And this was an opportunity, like I said, to, to um, purchase doors, own doors, own some rental properties, mm-hmm. and um, build capital. Yes. And so uh, I have a great mentor. Her name's Melissa Walters, and she's really kind of taken us under her wing to um, help us avoid costly mistakes because um, flipping's not easy. Things mm-hmm. happen. And um, and so to date, we started in December 2018. We bought our first flip. Um, we made that one a rental shortly after we bought another nice. uh, townhome, and we sold that. Um, and then we purchased an uh, additional two properties in uh, Third Ward. One we just closed on, and another one uh, we'll have on the market soon. And, and what I love about this is that our, my family's involved, and so we got, you know, I believe in council, so uh-huh. I was like, you know, I called my parents in. I was like, what y'all think? Because I know yeah. I get excited about this stuff. Right. Yes. You, know, <laughs> you got to have those people in your life be like, girl, yep. no, no. Trust me. Um, so Trust they me. got behind it. And then um, and then it's also a community thing, right? So it's not like I don't want you guys to think I'm out here buying these houses with a duffel bag. It's a team of investors, like-minded people, and we put our money together so that way uh, we don't owe no man. We don't take any yes. loans on the right. properties that we get. We uh, we pull our money together, we buy them, we fix them, we sell them. So and that so, that, uh, that awesome. sounds ideal right there. Yeah. Like when you think about just like community itself, that's what it's supposed to be about. Not not having mm-hmm. to go into the bank and get the loan, but coming together and saying, Hey, if we all put in on this, mm-hmm. this is what it can grow, this is what we can get ourselves, you know, individually. So that is love. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love to see it and especially for us because if if y'all don't know, you know, Chase, how how would you say you identify? Let's say that. Oh, I'm a, a black lesbian woman. There we go. Yeah. See? You know, See? There you go. There yeah. you go. So, it, it's, it's inspirational to see it like that. I might be like a that. millennial. I might be a zillennial. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know Whatever, because you know but, it changes every day. So, we don't know if we yeah. in the cool lane or if we on the outside looking in at the cool kids sometimes. But, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I just want somebody to tap me on my shoulders if it's too old for me to go to the club. So. Look, look, look. You're like, hold on, this 18 and up. Get, get up out of here, please. They gonna rest you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let but me yeah, I just I just had to put that out there so people know that like this is somebody that looks like us, that's in the community, that's doing things that you see on TV, you know, and you never see people like us doing this. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. I because think I think dope. we don't tell our stories enough. You there know, you go. it's funny because especially when, uh, you know, people are really passionate about gentrification, and that's another conversation. And mm-hmm. I used to say to myself, why do you assume that it's white investors buying up your town? Yeah, 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 true. You know, we're, we're buying up the block. It's plenty of people, and that's not just me, right? There, you can you can click on a hashtag, and you can see black people that are um, looking at wealth differently, and they're buying up the very properties and fixing them up and building the better communities. And so 
Um, you know, I I know this is audio, but I have locks. I wear jeans. I don't wear. <laughs> I've got sneakers. The whole loafers, thing. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I got everything about me that says that um, you know I'm a black woman with locks and right. more than likely a lesbian. But um, <laughs> I do believe that. <laughs> I do believe that uh, after a while, you get so good that uh, that your skill speaks for you and people can see yes. past that. That yes. part. Because that matters. I think people don't understand, like, pre- presentation when it comes to even being masculine presenting. Like, one thing that Ashley always talked to me about is, like, the way I dress and how I carry myself. And I'm like, girl, who was you around? Because, like... This is normal to me, you know, like yeah. even yeah. people's reaction to us when we start speaking or we in the space, I don't get the same reaction as a lot of other people. And it's like, I can't help like this is how I am. And people like, yeah. you know, like you said, if you own your stuff, you know your stuff, people going to look at you for what you can do and who you are versus how you look. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I think that's that, my you know, name is Chase Sloan. So period. most times if, if I'm if it's email correspondence, people think they're talking to a white man. Yeah, that's why right. we use, that's why we use Ashley. You Adams. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, you know, so I understand. I, I don't I don't downplay the fact that people judge first. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, after a while, and, and I think that's when the empowerment comes in because when you get to the place where you're like. I don't have to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, nice. it's an opportunity to do business with me and not because I'm cocky or arrogant, but just because I, you I tell my clients all the time and they tell me like, I fight for my clients. Like it's my mm-hmm. own dollar. That's yes. so, you know, That's what we uh, need. you can work with me. You can not work with me. You know what they say? Both days I got paid. I'm not, Period. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, that's real. You know, my goal is to help people that see that there's an opportunity to change their think their circumstances and to uh, to meet them instead of trying to convince a group of people that Right, you know, can't right. see past my hairstyle or what I've got on. Right. Yes. So what would you say are some realistic qualifications to home ownership? So I think the first thing that you got to do is get your credit together. That is the number one thing. Okay. Um, right now, uh, what you want is a mid-score of about 640. And so, uh, no, when you pre when you apply for a loan, the lender is going to pull all three credit reports. And that middle score, it needs to be over a 640. People say all the time, well, I know a lender and they'll go down to, absolutely they will. But you're going to pay higher interest, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, returns aren't going to be as favorable. Mm-hmm. And so I'd rather set the bar high than to tell you, well, I can get you in for 580 and then something mm. like coronavirus happens and now all of a sudden you have lenders changing their terms because the risk is different. Right. So the first thing that you want to do is get um, your credit score up. The second thing that you want to do is you want to reduce your debt-to-income ratios. Okay. And so, um, so that's the money that you bring in each month and the money that goes out, right? Okay, right. right. Um, uh, the actual math equation is your debt divided by your income equals your ratio. So you want that to be below about 40%, 43% max. Right. Um, uh, okay. So credit cards, student loans, card notes, all these different types of things, they all impact your uh, your approval. So I've got people and they like make $100,000 a year and they're up- approved for a $70,000 house and they don't understand why <laughs> but wow. it's because you've got too much debt yeah you spending so your money gone be before you get it yeah paying that off and then the um and then the third thing is you've got to save money um i want i would love for us to get out of the mindset of looking for the program where there's no money needed because 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are there are catches that go with that. Uh-huh. So I always say, you know, set set a benchmark. Um, I say a good rule of thumb is seven to eight percent, not because you're going to need it, mm-hmm. but because it's better for you to have it and not need it than for you to find the perfect house and then hope that the seller will give you money to buy it. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I just like to set expectations, but. You know, the rest of that is definitely a, a deeper conversation if people have more specific related questions. But, right. you know, get your credit score up to 640, get your debt down to, you know, 40%, and get your uh, savings up. So, whatever price point that you're looking at, if you're looking at a $200,000 house, okay, 7%, 7% of that, calculate it, and just, just have it in the bank because yeah. stuff happens. You got to pay for appraisals and inspections, you got to get down payment, the loan costs money. True. Yes. True. So we got some realistic expectations realistic for home ownership. Get your credit up first of all. If you ain't on that right now, go ahead so and get on it first. Save when you mm-hmm. say save some money, like how like five thousand dollars. You saying save? like whatever yo whatever you want as far as the house, however much it costs, seven percent of that. Say that. that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. And so and like I said. And this isn't because it's because because I, I want to be clear on something. I understand that down payment programs are as low as three or three and a half percent, but there's more than just the down payment. When you buy a home, there are closing costs associated with the loan. Okay. And so that's why I tell people seven percent because I know someone's going to hear this and they're going to say, "Well, I thought it was just three and a half percent." That's just <laughs> the down payment. Right. You still got closing costs. Right. See, I would rather, again, tell you guys to have more money in the bank that you need, and then we do, you know, our job as your uh, realtor and negotiate that down than for me to only tell you about 3.5%, and then you get knocked over the head with, you need another $10,000. I just right. rather set that expectation. Right. So, like, if you're working with someone, let's say someone wanted to work with you, and they are in the very beginning of, like, saving and getting all the qualifications that they need. Do you work one-on-one with people to where you can say, okay, this is what we need to work on next. I need for you to do X, Y, Z type of thing. Absolutely. So, um, and I'm so glad you asked that question because we have a consultation with all of our clients. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think I told you guys uh, a while ago, I was like, when I bought my house, my credit score was 500, you know, so I, I definitely had work to do and I had to save. And so I understand that. Sometimes we have clients that are ready now to close in 30 days. And sometimes it's just a, a you know, six-month, one-year process. Um, the first step is to contact me. And so that way we can have a consultation. I can give you an overview of what to expect. And then the second step is to contact a lender. And we've got networks all over the place, and we can connect you. Yet the reason why you want to have that conversation is so you know exactly where you stand a lot of times people will get into credit repair and they'll fix a bunch of stuff that doesn't have anything to do with them getting approved. Right. And so if you're going to get money from somebody, then you might as well ask the person that's going to give you the money what you need to do. So that way you're not wasting time or money. Um, because cause the reality is a lot of times people are closer than they think to home ownership, right? It's hard right. to, we're in, a, we're in a Google kind of society. Mm. And so if you get on Google, you'll get in a rabbit hole and get so confused that you just turn around and renew your lease for another year. I think that's, um, that no, happens that's probably to me. happened to us <laughs> a, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, this is too much. Yeah, yeah the credit score. They said they give us a free, uh, free uh, carpet cleaning. You that's know? it. Like, yeah, when you, you know, when you start off with the credit score, you like, oh, dang, you know, everybody yeah. has 
this, you know, up and down. Credit is a game, you know, and I kind of learned how yeah. to play it, you know. <laughs> but um, I think that's the most difficult part for a lot of people because I feel like we could save. You know, you can cut back and cut, you know, things that you don't have to pay for. And But when it comes to credit, it's like you have to get things that you don't necessarily need. So I may have to open up like a few credit cards. I don't need these credit cards, but I need to boost my credit. Yeah. And so um, that's a lot, you know, for people. Well, because, you know, it, to a lender's eyes, no credit is bad credit. So right. when I graduated from college, I mean, I, you know, did all that credit card stuff. I got into debt, you know, whatever happened to it. But then I just stopped getting into debt. I just stopped using credit cards. I just paid cash for everything. So I didn't have a history. And so yes. for those of you that are listening that are like me, uh, <laughs> you go to your bank and get a secured card. It's probably the easiest thing to do. You're basically borrowing against yourself. You go to the bank, you give them $500, they give you a credit card, and it reports to all the trade lines. And then you use that for gas. You mm-hmm. use it for, I don't know, Groceries. something small, right? right? Whatever keeps the balance below 20%. And then you pay that off every month, and that's going to give you that credit history. Another thing I didn't talk about yet, I think it's very important because there are so many entrepreneurs um, in both of our audiences is that, yo, we can't do hustles, man. You got to start that- filing taxes. You cannot buy a house without filing taxes. So uh, if you are self-employed, you're going to need two years of taxes without losses. If you get caught up into the write everything off and tell them you didn't make no money, you don't get that $50,000 credit approval Mm. for a loan because you told the government you didn't make no money. Mm. So so therefore you told the lender that you don't make money. So um, those are some other things to keep in mind. Um, Get a secured card if you don't have credit or if you need to reestablish positive trade lines. And then number two, if you're self-employed, make sure that you're filing your taxes and that you are you're gonna have to pay taxes even if you bite the bullet for two years people pay your taxes you pay tax- your taxes y'all pay your taxes pay your taxes because you know the advice that we got i'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. the advice that we got last year about like owning a business and mind you this 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 will be our first year where we actually working for ourselves but I don't know if, you know, we'll, we'll like see how it plays out. Process, yeah. But last year, it was, um, we were told that we needed to, like, write stuff off to make it look like our business didn't make any money. But we didn't mm-hmm. follow that advice because it just didn't sound, it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, huh? Yeah. But now that. It just that, depends on what your goal is. If, if you're true. if you're if you're in your house and you're and you're settled and you're set and you don't need to purchase anything or you don't need a loan for anything, then deduct your tax, deduct your expenses. Yeah. But that's why I said you always got to make sure that you're getting advice from people that understand what you're where you're Very going. True. And exactly. so if your goal is to buy a home, then that's the wrong advice to deduct yes. everything. Then you need somebody that's going to tell you. You need to file your taxes and tell these people that you make money because if you're self-employed, they take the average of two years. And mm, so, gotcha. you know, you might need to make sure that, okay, I'm I'm telling them that my adjusted gross income, that's the line that they look at, mm-hmm. that my adjusted gross income on an average of two years is showing that I'm profitable and making money because that's what they base your approval off of and that's what they base your debt to income ratios off of. Gotcha. So, you know. need to so know on the info. spectrum of home ownership, what does it look like? 
Like, some people want... The cookie cutter. A mansion. And some people want, you know. Yeah. How does that... Yeah. Look for because I mean for some people it may seem overwhelming because you're thinking of like this big house and you know in this amazing neighborhood but could it you know be a small house you know in a neighborhood that you know is up and coming or being rebuilt yeah yeah you I think the the best advice on that is to buy your house mm. like, buy the house okay. that you want. Um, I meet with clients and they'll buy houses for other people and, oh, my cousin may come visit and, oh, you know, uh, I want to be able to entertain. You haven't had a party at your house for eight years. (laughs) Buying a house. Right. And you want, you know, this big, expansive place. And and I get it, right? You get caught up in uh, being able to take that photo at closing next to that big house. But you know Mm -hmm. what you want. People buy really what you it. want. Yeah, they you know, do. I remember when I was in college, I stayed with roommates, and we had, and she had this mansion in Marietta, and um, we had we had, we had grown up in apartments, or we were in college in apartments, so we were used to being all up on each other, right? Yeah. And then we get in this big old mansion, and her room was like way down the hallway. I called it Green Mile, and I told myself, I was like, I would never get a house that's they bigger did, yeah. than the number of people in it, right? Oh so my I don't, goodness. I don't I want to know. Something happened. I'm like, you know, you don't get it wrong. You can't hear me screaming. Right. So Very true. I tell people, buy the house that you want. If, if that's a bungalow, buy a bungalow. If yeah. it's a luxury mansion, buy the luxury mansion. But you get to decide, number right. one, what your space is. I tell people all the time, it's not just where you live. It's where you create. It's where you're going to grow. Hell, we've been in quarantine for four months, hmm. five years, or whatever's been going on. <laughs> it could very well be where you spend the rest of your life. So no make room. sure that the house that you buy yeah. is one that you love, the neighborhood that you love, and at a price that you can comfortably afford. When I bought yes. my house, I wanted to be able to say, man, if all else fails, I want to get a job at Sonic down the street. Make sure I don't lose my house. Not for real. You know, make, exactly. make sure that you can afford it, you know, because... That that first photo at closing is cute, but don't nobody take a picture next to the foreclosure. Hello, you don't even know they moved out the beautiful house. It's like what? What happened? Nope. nope. So you, you know, know you got us so all invested. Right. Don't don't compare yourself to what other people are doing or what other people are buying. When you when you do, when you choose to personally own real estate and property. You've already catapulted yourself into a, a new a new demographic of uh, ownership and wealth. So it doesn't matter what what it looks like. Just plant the roots and um and start building. So I know we talk a lot about like ownership and having having that generational wealth. What would you say? Like, could you explain equity in home ownership? Because for a long time, personally, I'm like. You don't own a home. You know, you just like mm-hmm. hoping that you pay it off after 30 years if your in- rate yeah. doesn't increase. You know what I mean? So could you explain like yeah. having actual equity in a property? Yeah, for sure. I mean, see, and this is where I think they play with us, right? Because they're like, well, you don't really own it. Mm-hmm. And it keeps us from, from, from taking steps. Most people stay in the house for about five to seven years. Very few people, unless it's their last house, pay off their full mortgage mm-hmm. for 30 years, right? But it's a way for you, it's a forced savings for one. So let's just say, for example, again, you get a $200,000 house and you're making payments on it for three years, five years, and in the meantime, the city around you is growing. Mm-hmm. That means that, um, you know, 
they're building it up. The streets are widening. They got freeways. I live in Houston, Texas, right? So now they got this toll road happening. They got mm-hmm. uh, Hiram Clark building up, Sunnyside building up, Third Ward's building up. I haven't done anything. Yeah. And yet my house is appreciating. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with the forced savings, because I'm still getting the benefit of housing, mm-hmm. right? My mortgage, I'd be spending it either way, whether I was in a house or an apartment. Right. But the difference, in, and this is how compound growth happens, right? So, I, I, you know, maybe you get that starter home, and this is why I tell people, start where you are. Don't focus on getting that big, fancy house, mm-hmm. because you can buy that house with 3.5% down. America is one of the few countries where you can buy a $250,000 asset for 3.5% down. Mm-hmm. Other okay. countries, like, you know, to buy, you got to have a whole 100%. You, yeah, you got to come with the money, yep, especially in Mexico. You got to yeah. come with the money. Yeah. And, and in America, you can get a two hundred and $200,000 house for $7,000. Right. $7,000. You can buy it and then you can pay down on it and then the house can appreciate and then you can say, okay, we're going to move and but we're going to keep this house and we're going to put a tenant in it. Now they pay down the mortgage. But now mm-hmm. you've got this spread that's happening. It's this forced savings. I know a lot of us get tempted with our savings accounts, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you start it. seeing numbers mm-hmm. and you, right. your fingers and your pockets start itching, right? Well, it's not like that with real estate. And, uh, and and the thing about real estate is that you don't lose money. You know, I think even right now, like with COVID and people were like, man, now's not a good time to buy. Uh, the market is crazy. The economy is falling. Well, you weren't buying a house for only the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to buy a house that's going to be in this statistically for at least five years. Yep. Right. And so, okay, buy the right best now. house in the market right now. Start yep. building and watch the house appreciate. And if you buy it right, meaning that you put money down on it, mm-hmm. right, you can avoid getting in situations where you're upside down or where your payments are too high or things like that. And that just goes back to the having the money saved. So right. equity is the is the difference between what your house is worth and the balance that you owe. And the longer that you stay in the home, is the more money that you're paying down the, um, the principal. And then at the same time, the areas around you are appreciating. So all you've got to do is hold on to it and then you can take that money and sell the house and use the proceeds to roll into your next home and roll mm-hmm. into your next home. And this is how people level up. This is mm-hmm. how they go from, from shack to, to mansion. Right, right, yeah. right. From your experience, are black lesbians buying homes? Like in your experience, mm-hmm. have you seen that a lot or is it rare? Oh, it's so common. Now, this could just be because yes. I'm a black lesbian. That's a lot of my clients. Yeah, and that's your client, too. <laughs> but, See, but, I didn't. But, I, I was know, curious of what your client was. Okay, so cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, my clients are diverse. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't pigeonhole myself into anybody, uh, you know, any square. You know Good. what I'm saying? My goal is to help. Now, I have a passion for my community, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, I'm grateful to have conversations like these with you guys, um, you know, and how I give back. However, yeah, of course I help everyone. And yet I would love for people to, and this is where just exposure, you know, being able to Mm -hmm. see like, man, there's so many black lesbians, black married couples, black families, black, black, black lesbians with children, black, uh, black gay men with children. I mean, we are out there. Don't let anyone tell you, don't, don't let anyone shy you into saying, well, this is my friend or this is a roommate situation. Build your wealth. Yeah. And get in business with people that look like you or respect you 
right? They don't have to mm-hmm. look like you, but make sure they respect you to where you can be who you are. You don't have to feel like you have to hide a part of your life when you're making the biggest investment that most people make in their lifetime. So, yes. um, I wish oh, you yes. could see how many, how many, and not just not just getting by either. Yeah, yeah. talk it's about some, it. So it's some, it's some. Listen, y'all yeah, in California, here. it's some savvy black. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I already know. We out here doing it, and those people that are listening should be encouraged to I know that it. you know what I can do. I can do whatever space I want to do. You can do it. Oh, yes. that felt that good. Thank yes. you for this, Chase. I feel like you came Yay. on and gave us some. You gave us the real estate jewels, but you also lifted the space, and I love that. You did. You came in and elevated yeah. us a little bit, put us on some game. You definitely got my eyes open. Like I'm gonna be honest, I was the person that was like, I'm paying cash for everything. So I just started working on my credit some years ago, and we're getting, we're coming, we're coming along. <laughs> I'm doing pretty. Yeah. I'm doing all right. You know, yeah, if, you are. for somebody that did not did not educate themselves, because I I feel like it's my responsibility to educate myself about everything. So my outlook mm-hmm. totally changed on like ownership and just credit and having money and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. What it really looks like, what wealth looks Paper like. Trail and, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And it is compounds. You know, I know so many of us are independent and we'll figure it out ourselves, but don't be afraid to ask questions. Right. I would rather have, to, I, I'm encouraged when people, I had a 22 year old call me the other day. She said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do, but I thought I'd call you. And <laughs> I mean, I was so grateful to have that conversation. Yeah. With and just I mean, I, I love educating. You guys can tell because I like to talk a lot. But <laughs> I, I would rather you ask the question. And so that way you're pointed in the right direction and that you have a realistic expectation. Um, I always say, if you want to learn how to make $2 million, then you go talk to someone that's already made one. Hello. Um, or, or vice versa, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, it's the same way with whatever you want to accomplish. If you want to accomplish home ownership, you can talk to somebody that has done it or does it, yes. you know, on a regular basis. So they can point you in the right direction because um, it's, it's not as complicated as we make it, but sometimes things are harder just because we don't have the right people in our lives to help us. Go. So just Absolutely. ask questions. Don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Slide up in a DM. There you go. You know? Slide up in these people's DMs. Slide we up always in a say DM. That. Slide up in people's DMs. For real, because you never know who you never know if the person gonna respond to you. Like we have downtime right now. So if you have questions, ask questions. Chase, drop your uh where they can find you again, all your handles. Your website. All of that. Everything. So you can find me on Instagram at the Chasing Real Estate Group. So that's C H A I. Uh, how do you spell that? C H A S I N G Real Estate Group on Instagram, or you can find me on Facebook, Chase Sloan, S L O A N, Chase like the bank. Yes. yes. Thank you for coming <laughs> to chop it up with us, Chase. Yes, that was so good. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was so good. Welcome back. Yes, Welcome yes, back. yes. Welcome back. Yes. That was so informative. And like, I feel like I'm ready to go buy my house. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we going to qualify for the for the max amount, you okay. know, or whatever we want. There you know you what go. I'm saying? Listen. When so she, many gems dropped. A lot of gems. And very obtainable. Yes. Yeah. I think we, I think for a long time, I'm like, you know what? We're going to do this, this way and do this, this way. And we only going to have to come out like $80,000 of our own money. Mm-hmm. And really, that's not how people get rich. 
It's not. That that's not how people build wealth. That's not how people, you know, make money in investments. You want to use other people's money. Exactly. I didn't you know people get capital. lived off of credit. Yeah. You want to get capital so that you can do whatever you want to do. You know, when that story that when Chase was talking about men when they wake up to play golf. Listen. And 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 they're playing golf at goddamn eleven, 11 o'clock in the, in the morning. We seen it. We lived on the golf course. They'd be <laughs> out there at nine o'clock. And I'm and I'm working from home, looking miserable, and they having the time of their lives. Unless yeah. they bring their wives, then it didn't look too fun. The, the wives just be standing around, like, spoiling why, the vibe. Why are you here? Go home. But listen, don't count yourself out. You can own a business. You can own land. You can own a house. It's just all about budgeting and your mindset. In your mindset. Your mindset matters because if you feel like you can't do it or it's not attainable, it's not. But if you feel like this is what you want to do, I'm going to set aside, I'm going to make a plan, and I'm going to achieve that thing, you can do it. You know what I mean? So a mindset and making sure that you're managing your money properly, mm-hmm. um, that every dollar has a, uh, has a home or has somewhere that it needs to be. Right. Allocate your money to, you know, if, if buying a home is what you're going to do, then go ahead and set your home budget to the side. There you go. And start building on it. I think the scariest thing more than saving money for a lot of people is credit. Mm-hmm. But once you learn credit, you're like, oh, this is just a game. Okay, so I'm going to pay this off. I'm going to open this up. And it's what you, me, when I first thought about credit, it was more so like I need to get rid of debt and credit so that my credit score can be good. But actually, that dropped the credit score it so drops low. It, right. So I'm like, okay, so I need to get, so I, right now I have three credit cards. And I, you know, we ain't gonna talk about where they at. But <laughs> I have three credit cards. But it is Are definitely we under keeping, at 30% utilization. We ain't gonna talk about all that. Girl. But it's keeping my credit decent. Is it not, Corey? We have to big Ashley to, to pay them is credit cards. Is it not down. keeping it decent? And she gonna go swipe. So, y'all don't be scared to Double. open up what you can afford. Don't go crazy. I don't go crazy. I'm not buying, you know, nothing crazy. But definitely. Open up you some credit lines if you can. Start off with a finger hood. Or, yeah, well, I think you know. I started off with a finger hood in a first premiere or something. Yeah, just something, just something that's small. easy for me to maintain. Absolutely. But y'all, it's time for us to get serious about ownership. You know, we've read about how Madam C.J. Walker became a millionaire mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic. Now is the time. Well, it's been the time because we coming. We come to like the I think the middle of the pandemic, um, but get serious about what you're doing. Take your business serious. Take your brand serious. Take yourself serious. Once we start taking ourselves serious and start moving like we are a brand, mm-hmm. fuck having a brand. We the brand. We got and everything Hello? else is a result of the brand. Exactly. Once you start moving like you're a business, like you're a brand, then you make sure that you're taking care of everything about you. That mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. the personal side and the business side, so that you could thrive. And so, I think right now is the time for us to go on, regroup, yes, and focus. You know, a lot of y'all been getting an extra little change on the side. I hope y'all saving y'all money. You know, I hope they taking them taxes at. Or I hope you're doing what you gotta do with your tax. And baby. if you can't invest in something, yes, you know. Let us know what y'all investing in. We would love to know what are different projects that you're investing in. Me, I want to be, honestly, I want to lend money out. Yeah. But I got to get to the point where I can do that. Well, I'm not tripping on, if you want the, your startup business going to cost 3000 I'm going to give you 3000 Right. I'm not going to ask what for the about, first 3000 you make. But little that's, loans, like somebody want to borrow $200. 
Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Cause you got that. We can do that for sure. Come on, long. So let <laughs> us know what type of what type of businesses or what type of investments are you making to ensure that you are planning for the long term and not just the right now. Let's think. Let's think years ahead. I yeah, told Ashley the yeah. other day. I be hearing my uncle in my head. What five years from now? What he look like? What you know. Like Stop that. stressing over right now because it's gonna look away. The shit I stressed about five years ago. Five years ago, I laugh at now. It's like oh, this uh, right two right. accidents in a week. Uh, <sighs> baby, it's real. Okay. Listen, that's when you know you've really just grown <laughs> and evolved when shit that would have broke you down no longer phases you. I don't you. even true. It's like, whatever. I got it. I got it. Insurance to take care of it. <laughs> and that's another thing. Y'all, get your insurance. Any All that paperwork, the stuff that you don't want to deal with. Life insurance. Life insurance, health insurance, car insurance. Insurance on your business because if you make something and it can break somebody out and they put it on their skin and they sue you, you want to show ass. Yeah, so like let's start getting into like the business part. I know that the front is cute, the aesthetic know, is the nice, aesthetic is nice, which I'm I don't even want to talk about that. But we got to make sure that the inside look as good as the outside that y'all is so worried about. Y'all worried about other people's perception and what it look like. But what does it look like on the inside? Uh, inside. Let's get those houses in order. Another thing I'm going to leave y'all with is uh, uh, something that Chase said is, you know, we have a tendency to want to help everybody first. We want to be community first. But if your house is not in order, mm. you cannot help us all. Listen, can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. I love it. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tapping in. Thank Remember, you, you can you. always subscribe to our Patreon. Drop us a love donation at hoodxholistic.com. And if you made it this far, we fuck with you. Hey. Peace. Peace.